And Wingard's a guy who's agreed to like, nope, fuck, take that a whole. We, we, uh, what's the next category? Somebody save me. What are you saying? It doesn't matter. Just, Somebody save on. me. Cut, I need to cut. cut. <laughs> take a breath. Cut. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. And boys, I am very excited today. And do you know why? Because you're back. You're well, back. that's number one. I'm back are from you, Costa Rica. I survived. Are, are you salmon? I seem like me. I might be salmon. Okay, we'll find out. But I'm more excited by the fact that this podcast has been brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror a hundred fucking times. This is That's why we episode. sound so good, Jack. Yeah, okay. We should acknowledge the audio quality right up top. Jake, you record here at my uh, house, at my home that I live in. Uh, and my wife decided she wanted to mix the rooms around. So my recording studio is now a different room that has really low ceilings and is really echoey. So we'll fix that, but not this week, maybe. Just in time say. for episode 100. Yeah, I mean, frankly, us fucking it up at episode 100 is about par for the course. If you want like the full experience of what the podcast is like. Well, yeah, I mean, actually, we did this for you, listeners. And in fairness, Frankly. in fairness, you guys, go back and listen to, I do not recommend listening to the entire thing, but listen to like the first three minutes of episode one, and it's still an improvement. We sound way better than yeah. that. Maybe. <laughs> and actually, if you are a new listener, I would strongly suggest going and listening to almost any other episode. Any episode posts like episode 20 to get a start. This is going to be a kind of a weird one. Um, not a typical episode in in. As such. Correct. If this is your first rodeo, go and have like 85 other rodeos and then come back. Yeah. Uh, and now it's time for introductions. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. And there is something out there, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who does not regret going out and getting drunk the night before camping. Hola, Jack. It's Mark. Oh, you, you kind of interrupted your own name there, buddy. That's true. I'm sorry. He was champing at the bit. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Now, this week, for our 100th episode, we thought it's only fitting, so we watched 2016's Blair Witch. Us all, I think, maybe our collective favorite horror movie being the Blair Witch Project. Uh, if we had to come to some sort of a consensus, that would probably be it. It'd yeah. be up there. Yep. Yeah. And uh, regardless, that was our, what, second episode ever. Yes. Uh, so, you know, we figured... The episode that almost killed multiple members of this podcast. Yeah, that was, yeah, a, that was, a, that was a rough one, drinking-wise. <laughs> uh, in any case, um, we will dive all the way into 2016's Blair Witch soon, and when we do, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Uh, but first, we'd better do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do Beers for Fears Mark. What are your beers for these number 100 fears? Okay, mm. let's be real. Uh, also, quick quick note, there might be spoilers let's. for 2016, 17, whatever Blair Witch's thing. I said okay, that. Just, well, said that. I, yep. After last week, I'm very sensitive about making sure it's said. <laughs> yeah, it's not. My job isn't easy, Mark. You need to appreciate it. It's me more. true. It takes a lot of practice. Uh, let's be real, though. This week is times. not about the Blair Witch. It is actually okay. about us. Mark? Hey, can I stop you right there? Because I see the corner of a bottle only. Jake can confirm. I can't see what you're holding, mm -hmm. but I think I know what you're about to present. He's not. Uh, well, we'll see. I this this is, week is about us, right? This is our hundredth episode, so I went with uh, A to Z horror Pinot Gris. Nailed it, Pinot Noir. Bam! I got me. it exactly right. Uh, this A to yep. Z wine works out of Oregon, so I'm gonna down a bottle of red wine. <laughs> Woo! 
I like that very much. Best. I also like that on a podcast exclusively devoted to drinking beers, you're drinking wine for our seminal hundredth episode. Uh, well, I mean, you could probably also work in spirits uh, if we're talking horror. I don't know exactly how to work wine in, but... Um... Wow. <laughs> so you're exactly I wrong. also had a bottle of wine when we did the others. So, you know. <laughs> there you go. That's, Jake, you want to pull the nose up here? Uh, I can try. So, <laughs> well... I have three beers for this episode, and I went a little bit differently than Mark. I just went to a store, pulled a Jack move. Maybe it was because you were there with me, Jack, and I panicked. <laughs> and I bought three beer types, uh, all of which are somewhat related to Blair Witch from 2016. Whatever. So the first of these is Brother, which is an Imperial IPA by Fremont Brewing on Seattle Earth. Uh, yeah, this is a movie about Heather Donahue's brother. I bought some 10-barrel brewing trail beer, which is going to be great, I'm sure. There are trails. <laughs> and then I bought I bought an obligatory double IPA from Edge because it's our 100th episode, and it's, Mark, it's obligatory that you drink beer, buddy. And now, Jake, um, therefore I have this is beer. a fancy Little podcast. Behind the I'm curtain. allowed to drink fancy things. Yeah, you're a fancy <laughs> lad. Jack is wearing hey, Jake, a tie, to... for the love of God. Are we not going to comment I on that? I am wearing a full suit presently. Um, you know, fuck, I'm dressed up for our 100th episode. What do you want? See, exactly. And I'm naked. It's a special occasion. Jack, what are you drinking? Uh, before we get into what I'm drinking, Jake, would you like to divulge to Mark and the listeners how many of your beer selections I pointed out to you and suggested as possible beer selections for yeah, you? Two. Two out of the three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my eyesight's very poor. It has nothing to do with Jack's ability to pick beer because he would have gotten Rainier if he could. You know, I think from the grand scheme of things, that would have fit right in. You know what? I really wanted to get Rainier. The fucking place we went to here in town didn't have any Rainier, and they always do, and it sucks, so I don't have any Rainier. So, much like Blair Witch 2016 plays with, what, time and darkness, I'm flipping the script and not drinking Rainier on our 100th episode. What? Yep. That was nonsense. Fits in perfectly. Instead, I'm drinking PBR for my shit beer. And then I'm also drinking uh, Firestone, the Easy Jack IPA. Because your name's Jack and you're easy. Because my name's Jack and guys, cruising through these hundred episodes with you has been easy. It's been a blast. Easy like Look Sunday forward to morning. it every week. Yeah, and also watching this movie. Pretty easy Most to sit Sunday through. Morning, Pre- oh, okay. Easy to okay. sit through. Keep that one in the holster for now, <laughs> Jack. We'll, we'll circle back on that one a little bit later. <laughs> Jeez. So... I think a full round of successes on the beer front. Sure. Yeah. Ordinarily, this is where we talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds. But again, episode 100, shenanigans in the works. Why be normal? Yeah, exactly. Let's instead uh, maybe talk about the podcast a little. Mark, you had an idea for this. I did, yeah. So we've watched watched at least 100 movies at this point. Uh, Jack, you've watched probably about 104, but I've probably watched about 250 (laughs) or so for the website at this point. Um, I thought it would be kind of fun to look back on all of the ones, at least probably just contained to the episodes we've done on the podcast, but, uh, just sort of like what stands out to us as our favorite and least favorite movies that we've seen. I I was hoping we'd get a little bit past like what our objectively favorite movies are. Mine's still Paranormal Activity. Yours is still Uh, the others. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Fuck you. It's Black Mountainside. But we've talked about those kind of at length. So this is more, I thought, would be an exercise in having seen way too many of these things. What is the like surprisingly good one that stands out to you? What, why it stands out? Why it separates itself from the pack? That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I like that. You want to kick us off? Because this is your idea that I still don't really understand. It's your baby. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This is also a little bit of a tie-in to uh, the the feature presentation a little bit later, but I went with Your Next as my favorite. Um, Yeah, it's a good pick. This is a movie that notably I gave a 10 to, which is not a requirement for this exercise, but I think the reason I like this movie so much is because I had seen it once before prior to us starting this exercise and thought that it was like middling to a little bit worse than that. Um, it just didn't stick with me at all. And then as I, you know, as we did this inundating ourselves with genre movies and specifically in this case, we picked it because it was a home invasion movie and we were doing a trio of home invasion movies. This thing turned out to be a phenomenally well-made movie. It's directed by Adam Wingard, who also directed Blair Witch. We can talk about that a little bit later. Is it Wingard? It's not Wingard. Wingard. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, okay. But also they do a lot of stuff in this movie. That's like, it's super artistic that's shot really well i mean you can the you know the acting or whatever is great as well the script is pretty good but like ultimately the way this thing looks is just super memorable to me especially because they do something that a lot of horror movies don't do which is allow sort of the set to breathe between these super visceral intense action scenes i mean this movie is incredibly violent right like there's a a lady gets her brain blended another one runs into piano wire uh, yeah. <laughs> and which Excuse fully me. decapitates her inexplicably. It's a man who has his brain blended. Uh, sure. Um, and you know, in between those scenes, you have shots of like the killers stopping in a hallway, in like a dark hallway, with like a god ray coming through a keyhole with dust settling down that just lingers on that for like five seconds. It's that type of thing that just it, kind yeah. of yeah, it, it helps the pacing in such a way that. Uh, you never really get tired of what's happening despite it being like super high tension throughout the entire thing. I like that a lot. So when we circled back on it, I was as surprised as the next guy that I thought it was basically the perfect movie. And I've since purchased it on Blu-ray and watched it a bunch more times and I freaking love that movie. I, yeah, okay, absolutely. I like that Also, pick. Side, uh, note, go- side note, has Larry Fessenden in it. Which is, is the sign of a good horror movie, Mark. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'll jump in here. I've got a couple I want to talk about. Um, One of them is an inarguable classic. I think you'd be a lunatic to not include it in your all-time best horror movies of all time. Stoker's Dracula. Oh, (laughs) fuck you. That's going to come up later. The bloody wolves. Uh, um, But there is one film in particular that the more movies we watch, the quality of this one just continues to stand up. And it continues to impress me. And I'm talking about John Carpenter's The Thing. Yep. Yeah. Movie just gets fucking better and better and better. And there aren't a lot of movies like that. And just the more movies we watch, I saw this one early and I've seen it often and it holds the fuck up. Kind of to universal acclaim, I don't know of anybody I've spoken to who didn't at least acknowledge it's a good movie, even if it isn't for them. Yeah, it's got uh, yeah, would, one of the, some of the best dog movie. acting you'll see, you know? And that's what really pulls Absolutely. it all together. Ever. There's yeah. something to be um, said about that whole slew of movies that came out right around that time before we could really do CG effects. So they just had to go like it, like it was the pinnacle of the craft of practical effects. And like, wow, going back and looking at that or other movies like The Fly or something like that, just it's so impressive to see what they could do at that era and how much better it looks than even what's being churned out like today. Yeah, yeah it looks sure. fucking good. Like, I mean, movies that do it well now look comparable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is weird. Could you imagine what, uh, I know this isn't Cronenberg, it's Carpenter, but could you imagine what a Cronenberg movie would look like like in modern times? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like to believe he would stray from that path, but, you know, maybe not. Yeah. And so the thing holds up. That was one that surprises me how much it holds up and how great it is. The other one I want to talk about is one that the podcast didn't actually survive the recording. Uh, There were technical difficulties. So there isn't actually a podcast on it, but it was a really early one uh, along in the podcast. I'm talking about Bone Tomahawk. Oh, sure. Oh, God. Uh, Because that movie surprised and delighted me. And I was not really sold on the idea of Western horror. And this is the platonic ideal of Western horror. I, I guess. And it's fucking great. The, I, bench, the bench is not extraordinarily deep, but yes. I like this movie for many different reasons, and it, it was very surprising to the me. The human pistachio. <laughs> the human pistachio. I mean, everything from just the, the actual freaky, build-up, scary moments to the loneliness out there that you get in a Western, like out on the plane, to then some fucking brutal gore. It it does it all, and it does it all and well. It does it with a great cast. So, yeah, Jesus, hundred percent. So that one is the other one I want to mention because yeah, that was delightful, it. and I hadn't I seen that it. one at all before. That's a movie that, to me, like when when we kind of talk about this, it's like how rewatchable is it? How much do you want to go back to it? I agree with what you're saying, but I don't really want to go back and watch that movie. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. I want to go back and just watch the scenes where they have the Velociraptor throat whistle thing. Oh, sure. That's, That's freaky. Highly immersive, Mark. <laughs> it makes so much sense. It's 100% yeah. true, fact-based science. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, Jake? Yeah, so when I was thinking about this, I I was thinking primarily about what movies have become more and more watchable when I start to build just the repertoire of movies that I've seen. And one of the realizations that I had was that not all horror movies have to be in that objectively scary, hardcore camp that we've kind of been leaning on for more of these. Like, those are horror movie fans, horror movies. And one that I think that just does the genre a lot of justice is super fun, and you can go back to, and should go back to, a ton of times, is The Monster Squad. Interesting. I love that movie. And it is kind of on the fringe in terms of what horror has to offer. But I think that at the same time, it should be right in there in terms of a fastball movie that you're throwing on like at least every October. And the more movies that I see, it just gets better and better. Like the acting is good. There's an innocence to it. You have all of the, you know, unique or OG universal monsters that you're pulling in. And it's one of the most quotable movies of all time, too, at least in the genre. So it's one that I look forward to going back to whenever I have the chance. And I, I frankly wish that I had, you know, given it a little bit higher score when I look back at my my actual number ratings. It's just a great movie. It's a scientifically like perfect that. system, Jake. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll say that I had never heard of nor seen that movie uh, before we did that on the podcast. And I'm really quite happy that we ended up uh, circling back on it. Yeah, honorable mention here goes to uh, The Invitation. Oh, I had that on mine too, yeah. My, yeah, that was my movie of the year from the first year that we existed as a thing, 2016. <laughs> that movie caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting a whole lot, and it was an extremely well-made movie that I go back to as often as I can as well. Gets better with repeated viewings. That's what you look for. I'm going to need to revisit that one because that's one of those movies that I I recognize that's an objectively well-made movie, and it's well put together, and I appreciate what they're doing. I don't love it. Really? I just don't love it. I really don't. I thought you enjoyed it when we watched it. I did enjoy it. I, it's it's good. 
You're saying it's, two different things. The two things that you're saying are completely are, are in not, opposition. No, no, no. Saying it's good another. and saying I love it are not the same. Mm, Jack gave it a six. I gave it a six. Yeah, it's good. Okay. I don't love okay. it. Okay. Fair enough. I don't really have any desire to rewatch it. D's get degrees. You should rewatch it. <laughs> so, gentlemen, we've done the what, what what basically is our favorite over the last hundred episodes. I also thought it would be kind of fun to go the opposite direction. <laughs> Look, we've seen some stinkers. Yeah, this there, is a there lot have been some stinkers in the mix. This is a lot harder. It is. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to take a, a moment to rail on one of the movies that I think is easily the most depressing waste of an opportunity we have come across uh in years which is the cloverfield paradox <laughs> jack should fight you on this i was why i think that movie was this is jack's bad. favorite movie i i was what so... he told me right before we started recording <laughs> i will not sit here and be slandered like this you should bet <laughs> i'll take that bet you're 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 having mark bet me if my favorite no, movie I, is the cloverfield paradox i bet i know what your movie is gonna be jack oh i will take that bet Okay, I'm going to write it down. In my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. Oh, oh, that's it. Gambling. <laughs> okay. You write it down. Now, no, no. To be clear, we're putting constraints on this. None of us were allowed to pick Poultrygeist because hard fuck that movie. Yeah. No one, no one wants that. While Jake is writing the answer down, this is a bet that's going to happen. We'll weigh in on it in a minute. Uh, I'm going to continue talking about the Cloverfield Paradox. What a fucking piece of shit this movie was. Holy <laughs> piece of shit. Why did you need to take the brand of Cloverfield, which so far is like Agreed. two of the best movies that we can talk about on this website, and lump it on top of a previously existing script that has nothing to do with the universe, and then ruin both the existing script and the Cloverfield brand? What? Why? Why does it need to do that? <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's it's so much the victim of just terrible like behind the scenes marketing shit because it was never supposed to be a Cloverfield movie. Exactly, and what and then Ugh. even so, they just inject like all these super lazy like tropey. I mean, this thing, the the scene that stands out to me is uh, when the captain dies because the airlock can only be operated from the outside or whatever. But like, has anything ever been designed like that in the history of science? Doesn't seem like it. But no. also, that trope is in every single space movie that has ever been made. <laughs> uh, it's just, I mean, it's just lazy. But the problem with that is, look, if you're lazy throughout, you're just a forgettable movie. But if you're lazy like 80% of the time and then like 20% of the time you do something cool like this movie did, all that does is remind me that you had possibility. You had a good team of writers. You had the ability <laughs> to like deliver on a promise and then you just and it makes didn't. it all the more infuriating that you just goddamn did exactly that movie is such a disappointment oh my god yeah i uh i did a lot of traveling recently right i was in costa rica a lot of time on planes a lot of time sitting around i had every opportunity to download and rewatch the cloverfield paradox and i thought about it a number of times i got pretty obliterated on the beach there and there was nobody else around and nothing else to do and i was like i better find something to do and I thought about watching it, and then I was like, nope, nope, just not going to do it. Yep. Very solid choice Doesn't on your d- part. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you would ever do that. Should we deliver uh, on the bet? Well, I think we should build up a little more suspense on that by going with Jake okay. next. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, like I said, this is a harder category than the talking about what took you by surprise, what gets better. It's 
It's what do you look back on? And I think Mark hit the nail on the head and you're like, God damn, that was a missed opportunity for X, Y, and Z reason. And I think the one that I'm honing in on more than the others is Colossal. Ah, uh, that was my second one. That was my second pick <laughs> oh, for that's, worst. That's on my list. I'm Sudeikis, not going to lie Annie Hathaway, a pretty good premise. Little the Annie. trailers looked good. I was interested. It looked hilarious. Holy shit, this movie sucked. It was so bad. Oh my god, like, it, it just, the characters were infuriating, the plot made basically no sense, it's a tough movie to have gotten through the first time, and I will not be going back. No, and I, I think the thing that is a little bit weirder than all that is I don't feel like it was met with as much hatred as any of the three of us feel for it, but I just cannot stand that fucking piece of shit. It's really bad. They also just, yeah. it's really bad. They also just blow right by the fact that, like, probably 100,000 people die. Like, regularly in this movie, there's, <laughs> so like, many mass, multi-billion dollars worth of damage and stuff, but it's just, like, it's cool, Every they're day. alcoholics, you know, whatever. Every day. It's also, like, really problematic just in terms of, a, like, the way she deals with the world and people and the relationships she has. It's problematic on a number of levels. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of these movies, right, where, like, none of the characters are likable, and they almost never work, but people seem to keep making them for some reason. Right. That's that you, and you hit the nail on the you head. You have there. two of the problem. more charming actors. Yeah, they're, and no one is likable. <laughs> there's no way there's no way to get involved with a movie that is happening when you hate the characters, especially when there's dissonance created by the fact that I should like at least one of these two people. Yeah. And and look, especially for the three of us, you make a movie about like uh people that are drinking too much and going about their adult lives. I'm I'm gonna identify with at least a part of that. Jesus Christ. I identified with the part <laughs> of that, that movie, movie that made me sad. <laughs> let's Before we move that. on, let's just quickly touch on the origin story, too, because that one was really, really incredible. So they get hit by oh lightning God. over a soapbox diorama oh in a park that also creates a monster on the opposite side of the globe that can only be controlled by the people who were hit by lightning in the park 20 years well, ago. Jason Sudeikis was holding a doll, as was Annie Hathaway. Yeah, and like a soapbox diorama. It was but it was the only manif- thing for they school. only manifest when they are back in that part of the park. Right. Because lightning. It's because so lightning. stupid. Yep. And because the park's limits perfectly correspond to the width of the lightning strike, I guess. I don't care. Which look, if this movie was what it was advertised as, just a lighthearted, fun, funny romp, I wouldn't have given a shit about the plot. But it's plot heavy, and that's stupid. Well, yeah, the problem is literally no aspect of this movie is enjoyable. That's the problem. That's why it's our least that favorite. That is the problem. That, you know what? That's sunk many a movie, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's the mistake they made right there. They should have made it more enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bet time. Here we go. Now, this this was a, a tough one for me because we've, like I said, we've seen some stinkers. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we're not going with Poultrygeist. We're not going with the Lazarus effect. We're not even going with Bermuda Triangle, right? So, rounding up blind list of movies that didn't quite make it into my least favorite, oh, I think. Shit. You yeah. have a list? Oh, I got I got a list here. I mean, look, and and topically to this movie, uh, Book of Shadows, colon, The Blair Witch <laughs> 2 is very close to one of my least favorite movies we've seen. I have a feeling uh, we'll talk that about one, that over the course of the feature presentation. Has, we, we probably will. It has enough Jeffrey Donovan and, frankly, enough uh, breasts to keep me at least watching the film. Yes. But that's all it has. It, but So it's not the bottom. Jeffrey Donovan. Uh, 
Brom Stoker, Brom Stoker's Dracula, Boom or as it's Stroker. listed in our fucking like <laughs> list Boom of movies, Stroker. Boom Stoker, Boom, uh, Boom Stroker's Dicacula is how we have it listed on our uh, Your internal fucking chat. Child, just so Mark. we know, <laughs> um, uh, that didn't quite make it either. Terrible though it may have been. And capture long. kill release also didn't quite make oh, it. Yeah. up to the top. Terminal cat velocity. Um, you know, one missed call. Is is up there? That was close. Also terrible. As that was, was found footage 3D. I really hated that movie. Wow, you're really putting a lot of movies on blaster in your yeah. Fuck the thing all is those is movies. I like a lot of these. <laughs> I, I know you do, yeah. and I, I guess what you liked my least favorite too. Uh-oh. A lot. Uh oh. Because it's is it? the taking of Deborah Logan. Yes, I win. Very happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, winner, winner, chicken Parmesan dinner. That movie Jack. is bad. <laughs> I just love that I won. Just can say your things. I'm so happy. Look, that's I'm gonna a pick you a movie. Terrible found footage movie with no reason to be a found footage movie that breaks all of the found footage rules, jumps around between security cameras that they meaninglessly add stupid text to. The actual plot of the movie is really stupid. The effects are bad. The scares make no sense. The whole movie is just bad. It's just bad. I thought it was great. No, I know Mark you loves that movie. <laughs> Mark. Loved that What movie. did you like about it? Is it just that it was found footage? Um, I mean, I, I would disagree that the story was bad. I thought the story was actually pretty interesting that basically this ghost in, uh, sort of imprinted itself on this <laughs> lady who was... Uh, what's the, what's what? the word I'm trying to come up with here? She was a switchboard operator. If you listen operator. to yourself, you'd see you're only strengthening my argument. She was a switchboard operator, right? So she hears all these people. There's this dude who's like a straight-up <laughs> demon who's killing children, and she like overhears this, and his evil imprints itself on her. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you know, now that you recap it to me, I, I'm doubling down. This movie is worse than I remember. There are some good scares, including one that is immortalized in GIF form on the internet as one of the truly what-the-fuck GIFs you can stumble across. Sure. Uh, and is yeah, it's found footage, so it's, uh, it's pretty hard to deny that one. Although I think, well, again, we'll Woof. talk about that in a minute. Turns out I don't like all found footage movies. It has Just its the shitty ones like this and found footage 3D. It has its. Uh, I also like found footage 3D. Yes, uh, it has its charms. I, I. I mean, I understand why you don't like it. It's probably not the best, but it's not the worst movie we've seen. Well, you explicitly told well, me none of these the were the worst. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, right, but it. I don't know if it belongs at the top of your list of things that has aged the worst. It's a subjective field, so whatever. It's your. The, all of these your are objectively not subjective. Mark, <laughs> unpack that statement. <laughs> Do you mean that literally or allegorically? I mean it allegorically. Okay, that and that yeah, that makes sense then. No. No. Uh do you have a yeah. do you have a movie for Jake? For Jack? Jake, do you have a movie for Jack? He has he still has you no st- It's a hundred episodes, Mark. You gotta get it right at he some point. It's really no hard. <laughs> We're both jerks and we make a lot of jokes. Are you imitating one of us? No. I'm saying that He doesn't he doesn't know what there's, he's doing. There's Jack. A, do you think there's only two people on this podcast? I don't know why I said both. Look, my brain's... <laughs> Jesus <I>, Oh, <laughs> my God. This is a shit show. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> yes. You guys Mark, smell that? Yes. It smells like burnt hair. <laughs> so, Jack, yeah, I do have I do have one. And in the spirit of me winning the bet that is what's going to be, like, your least favorite. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're going to get a bad one. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, Jack, we have one. Yeah, buddy. So... There was a month that happened this year that was called February. Okay. And in that month... Sounds familiar. Two out of the three of us picked our bottom one for the movies releasing 
as the same movie, and I have what a good record. What are you saying? What are you actually saying? Uh, two of the three of us picked the same movie as our okay. bottom one. Okay, those month. words made more sense. Yeah, I don't know. I might have had a stroke. They made sense both times. Guys, if I'm the one who has to keep hold down the fort in terms of stuff making sense, we're in some shit. Well, Mark just confirmed it made sense. You just make no sense. Can I just give you your fucking movie? Uh, no, I, I have it on it. pretty good it. record that this movie is in fact bad. Oh, uh, no. and it's called Blood Honey. Oh no! It's the one with the apiary and no. the bees and the making no sense. No, it's the one with the chain link fence on an island. <laughs> no, I don't want this one. It's the one where the only feasible means of making uh, making money on this island is to export honey via airplane to the mainland <laughs> via private plane. It makes no sense. Oh God, no! Enjoy. Fuck you. All right. Well, now I'm grumpy. I gotta watch a shit movie. I want oh, you. I want you to also weigh in on whether or not how similar it is to Wicker Man when you do watch it. It looks very similar and somehow worse, which seems and that's what impossible. I want to know about. Oh god. Let's just keep in mind the original Wicker Man is not bad. No, the original Wicker Man is good. Um, and then the remake of the Wicker Man, Nick Cage, Bear Claws, a woman right in the goddamn face. That sounds awesome. Um, it is kind of awesome. That's the best scene in the movie. Regardless, we've now been through. Some of our not favorite movies and some of our not least favorite movies. Mark, I don't understand the point of that fucking exercise, but whatever. Uh, it's time it to go to the feature presentation. <laughs> it wouldn't be episode 100 without a stupid fucking exercise. <laughs> Over at AZHorror.com this week, we watched 2016's Blair Witch, uh, which I think we'd all seen before. <laughs> Witch. <laughs> But we hadn't spoken about it on the podcast extensively. We gave our initial thoughts on it. Now, this being episode 100, this wasn't really anybody's choice of movie to watch. We kind of just panic maneuvered into it. So that's that's something. That doesn't sound like us. Yeah. So I don't really know how we're going to do a plot synopsis. Any ideas? Well, I think this is, uh, this is how we've done God. it before for the collective pick movies. Uh, it's still going to be a 30-second plot synopsis, but we each take 10 seconds. Fuck. Ooh, that's interesting. And we hand okay, off. Who goes first? I'll go. Ooh. I'll go. Okay, Jake. God damn it, Mark. You want you want you want back cleanup, or you want to be right in the meaty part of the curve? Uh, meaty part. I assume that's the middle, right? I don't know. I'll take twenty. I'll take ten to twenty. Okay. Wow. So he wants the middle. So Thank thirty you. seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's gonna start when Jake starts. Then we're not gonna do anything, right? It's just gonna be you jumping in after ten seconds, Mark. Yes. Exactly. And then me. Yes. Okay. All right. Probably should have done that off air, but Jake, let's start <laughs> we, whatever we you figured start. it out. We got there. Okay, so we are in the modern day, and we run into Heather Donahue from the first Blair Witch's younger brother, James. He has a class friend named Lisa, pre- friend Peter, Ashley. They go on an adventure some... into the woods to try and find their brother. You were taking a long time. Uh, with a, a couple of other people who have found the tape and put it on YouTube that they were able to find, and apparently they found her remains or something. Jack. Mark did some fucking work there. <laughs> they eventually get lost in the woods. Time seems to stand still. Days become nights. They find the house and eventually uh, all kind of die. Time. Yeah. Well, it's hard. Jake. Jake is. You the, got almost nowhere. Jake is the LVP. <laughs> I set it up. God damn it. I feel like you spent two seconds just pronouncing the words Heather Donahue. That was probably got, five seconds. You got actually, through, you got through maybe two minutes of the movie. 
I feel like yeah. the movie spent less time expositing that backstory than Jake. I did guarantee it. it did not, and that is something we will talk about. <laughs> Holy crap, that was bad. That was great, but you know what we up. got there because show. of their heroic attempts uh, on our part, Jack and I. And it's a yeah, it's a perfectly representative segment for the A to Z Horrorcast. Yeah, exactly. Oh bullshit! <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and hey, you know what, guys? We wouldn't have made it to episode one hundred without our award-winning segment, our most famous segment. What in the fuck subgenre of horror does this fit into? Found footage. I took it first. Mine. Great. I answered. People being fucked within the woods. Good. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's also a genre that we invented, I think. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's I actually a pretty so good too. genre. I feel like it's a real thing. It is a real it thing. It wasn't making fun of us, Mark. Also, We're brilliant. We are brilliant, Mark. Also a real thing, and something this movie is objectively supernatural. Absolutely. Witches frequently are. Yep. <sighs> Trees. Spoilers. Trees, definitely. Shut up. I have Trees one. Movie. I have one that, uh, that, that might be a little bone of contention for us. Uh, it is Sci-fi? our- First overall listed subgenre, um, Alien, comma, adding one? they come to us? No. I don't know. I, I'm just really blown away what? by that one random scene in the attic where all of a sudden there's a UFO outside for some reason. That's what I wanted D- to talk You thought about. that was a UFO? And not just like daylight? I, it's not daylight. It is way too white to be daylight. It's bright daylight. It's like three days worth of daylight. Uh, I mean, maybe that's what they were going for, but maybe they shouldn't have ripped off like a bunch of different scenes from the X-Files in so doing. Because that blatantly just looks like there's an alien outside. Well, look, Mark, if you take out all the scenes this movie ripped off from other things, there's not a lot of movie left here. <laughs> in that case, it would be better. Boom! <laughs> roasted. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. I don't think there's any other subgenres. House, I guess. What? Rustin's house? Yeah, Rustin Parr. Rustin? Rustin Parr. Yeah. Yep. I have trouble not saying Rustin St. James from Parks and Rec when I say that. It's uh it's a little bit problematic. Who was who was Rustin St. James? Oh, he was Mark, the he's you, the architect oh, guy. Jesus Christ. God, you have once told me you could own me in a Parks and Rec trivia competition. No, I got there. I got there. Look, I'm halfway through contrary. a bottle of wine, man. You got to give me like a little bit of time to acclimate. You can't just spring Parks and wine? Rec trivia on me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it? acclimate to wine. <laughs> don't know what he's talking about, That's Jake. what he's talking about. I never know what he's talking about. Look, I have a sickness. Huh. I ha- This is like, this is the flu-riddled performance of Michael Jordan in the whatever year that was, 96 finals? No. It's, yeah, it's Mark, not. you're it a hero. Isn't. You're a hero. Thank you. That's all I you wanted got, you to you say. Got, you got know the flu, and then you decided to drink a bottle of wine. <laughs> that's just like Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what he did. I bet that's what he did. Down to Guys, bottle I know of it's red, episode. and went out and clowned on the jazz. I know it's episode 100 and everything. I don't remember what to do next. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let's talk about our histories with this movie. Yeah. Okay. I think we've all seen it. We all saw it in theaters, I think. Uh, no, I, I, I waited the for the DVD to come to be in the mail, which in retrospect oh, so just was a me, very just, good choice. Just, just me, you saw it in theaters. Yeah. yeah. Which is actually preposterous. I saw it in theaters with my lovely wife, who fell asleep in the theater. Oh, wow. my God. How? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of screaming. There's, yeah, there's so also, much noise and like bright flashing lights in this movie. This movie's like a tight 87 also. <laughs> so she might have just been in for a nap kind of regardless of what movie you went to. Uh, Look, if there's one thing to know about my lovely wife, it's that she is always in for a nap. That's not a bad character trait. No. I mean, frankly, if you have the ability to fall asleep in this movie, then you're bordering on superhero. Yeah, I wouldn't marry less. Especially in the theaters. 
Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. She also woke up like during a uh, one of the jump scares and screamed loudly <laughs> and upset a lot of the people around us. It was pretty which, great. Jack, which which jump scare? Uh, I don't. I you. There weren't very I many. Gotta be clear, they do so many things other than jump scares. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, not. There's a lot of. Jump we'll scares. fucking get to it. I saw the movie. It came out, and then I watched it. It's, I, it it was the least jump scare for the record. What? The one early on in the camping. The that sounds like scare. every jump scare. Okay, fuck you. I have no idea what jump scare you're talking about either. You, yes, because they're all the you fucking know, same. The jump we'll scare relating it. to the main character who's on screen for 40% of the movie. It's the one when the noises are happening outside and then Lisa interrupts James like from behind. Oh, oh every oh, oh. jump hanging his head out the every, tent or whatever. Oh god, every jump uh, we're going to get to it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Jake and I's history with the movie is about the same. We watched it. That's it. Yep. Yeah, we both watched it. And, I mean, we can all acknowledge it's a tremendous disappointment, it being a part of the Blair Witch family. Of the same magnitude as Cloverfield Paradox. Of the same magnitude as Book of Shadows, Colin Blair Witch Well, that's only not that disappointing. Frankly, that's not true at all, but okay. And Interestingly, this movie does just, like, wholly ignore Blair Witch 2. The, the universe no longer contains that particular film. Yeah, that's what the movie does wrong. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is you couldn't at least, like, throw in, like, couldn't walk by the ruins that the, that that group camped in, you know? Of course they couldn't, because fuck everything about that movie other than Jeffrey Donovan. Okay. Uh, let's just, we're in a, we're in a nasty tailspin of negativity right now. Should we talk about I'm very angry? I'm getting very angry. <laughs> well, you're in the same room as Jake. You're locked in a room with Jake. So I don't, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> it's also this new recording studio. Not only does it sound like shit and it's really echoey. It's so hot in here. I'm losing my mind. You have a window directly behind you. Just open it. No, that'll make oh, the sound is. inexplicably bad. No, it's, it's already open. Jack's just very non-perceptive. I'm sitting a foot from this window. You're telling me I don't know that it's open? You just said it wasn't open. Is it not open? It is open. <laughs> oh, it's so hot in here, I can't think. I need help. You guys are psychopaths. This is, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> What's a great new studio we've got? Gentlemen, what does this movie do right? I hope you wrote things down because I was really struggling. I have one thing. Me too. Look, I'll tell you what this movie does right. It follows the tropes of the Blair Witch Project mildly well. Mildly well. Right? Like it, Backhanded no, it, compliment. It, it, if the Blair Witch Project didn't exist, this would be a cool recitation of these things. It does the progressively getting fucked with this in the woods thing pretty well, and I think it acknowledges the modern era in which this movie exists really well. It cuts off newer resources that didn't exist during the time the first movie came out. Like a drone? I think it's a drone, GPS, all that shit. I don't feel like it, the it, GPS it, thing is all that shit. impressive. <laughs> no, I, I don't think the drone thing is all that impressive. I like both because those are both things people would have access to. And I think it's cool that they found a way to make both uh, not help them. We'll get to some of this. I don't disagree with you. Like it, It's hard to view this movie as a horror fan because you won't have done so unless you're like really young without having a long and sultry past <laughs> with the Blair Witch Project. Right. So it's really difficult to go into this objectively and just view it for what it does because you are inherently comparing it to a movie that you love. So, and if you didn't love the Blair Witch Project, you're probably not watching this anyway. So I think that it's it's 
it's kind of a tall order, but I do agree with you that what it set out to do was, for better or worse, right the wrongs of the approach taken by Book of Shadows and go back to the formula of get people out in the woods with cameras that are getting fucked with in said woods in a more visceral way. And in a very 2010s way, it did that. Yeah, it did. I don't think this movie had anything to do with Book of... I, I, I feel like Book of Shadows was just wiped clean from the record. It wasn't... This wasn't trying to write... That's a, exactly what... Mark, that's no, literally no, 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 exactly no, 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 no. what we've what been Holy saying. crap, let me talk. Uh, what I'm saying is this isn't trying to write a historical wrong. This is just... Which, I mean, that movie also followed the same beats as what you were just saying. People go out in the woods, they got fucked with in the woods. They came back. Nope. But then they kept getting. They come with. back almost immediately. Go to a warehouse, live in a warehouse, watch videos of themselves. Yeah, but the warehouse is no, also. I, in I the agree woods. with you, Mark. What I'm saying is, this movie is trying to go back to the formula of the first because the formula of the second was not appreciated by most genre fans. That movie was also not really what the movie was intended to be. But right, it got that, go, with go listen to that behind episode. the scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go listen to that episode if you want more on that. Totally. Also, go look. What's that episode number? I don't fucking know. (laughs) You can find it. Um, but I do, I do think it hits the beats, and it, I, I like the way it modernizes the getting fucked within the woods for the modern era. Like it does, still feel like it cuts off more the the new resources they have. I agree, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on top of that a little bit too. That what this movie does right is it evolves the concept of the witch fucking with people from in the first movie just basically messing with space right just making them walk in big old circles or whatever and to this movie where it, she's actively like changing the concept of time she's withholding daylight you know what i mean I know what you mean, but what this movie does is evolve the concept to a point where you're talking about what you're talking about which is there is a witch Right. Yes. Which is something that is discussed depending on who you are in a, different parts of how we structure this. It's not in my good case. No, I, I don't love that they like yeah. show the witch and they show that much of her power. But Mark, I totally understand what you're saying. And while they're not perfectly executed upon the concepts, the way they fuck with time and daylight and like the, the, the what the burnout racist couple leaves for a while and wanders back and they're like, it's been five days. Yeah. Like those are really cool and pretty novel, unique concepts. Right. And then the waking up and it's, you know, first they wake up at 2 PM, then they wake up at seven and it's still dark out. That's cool shit. Yeah. In theory. I don't think they executed it well. I, I do think that as far as what this movie does, right. That initial introduction of like the time suck time as a concern. Yeah, that's really cool. I like I like that idea that they brought to the film. I don't think it was executed perfectly like we've all been saying, but well, I think that right. there is a kernel of really awesome to be had there. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I do not, I, I'm in your guys' boat that actually personifying the witch was a bad choice, but you have to okay. in some way evolve the events that happen. You can't just have people walk in circles again for another 90 minutes. Right. This isn't a remake. Of well, the I, I don't know if I agree with that, though. I think that I, I, I don't. OK, so I agree with what you just said specifically, but I think that you I don't think you had to go so far as to, as you just said, personify the witch. I think you could have introduced new things that were interesting and weird about what these woods are, but you could have still been subtle. I yes. do think that is yeah. something that it could subtlety have been is not something this movie does well. No, no, it is not. 
No, it is not. Uh, another thing I think the movie does well is it it hits the things you need from a found footage movie. Of they explain why they're filming. I think they actually do that really so, well. Um, I like the yeah. fact of he wants to go find his sister, and she's like the combination of that with her making her master or right. her photography thesis or whatever. Reason for filming is solid. Reason they keep filming is okay for a bit. Yep. And then it gets bad. And then it breaks down. Yeah. yeah. But it does better than some. And I like Better the, than some. <laughs> better than some. I like the inclusion of the ear cam, too. I think that's pretty novel and lets them do a lot more things than a lot of other stuff. <laughs> it's a completely made-up camera. That is that is a Cloverfield Universe camera. I think those cameras actually exist, and I literally think that's how they were filming it. They're, oh, shit. Bet. So, I, you might be talking about the thing where the handheld camera was the same camera they used to film one of, other, one of the other films that the guy had worked on. There's I there's no way that they were filming from the ear cameras and getting full 1080p 60 and never having never having hair in in. front of the camera. I'll grant you that. No, I grant you that. But I I like I mean, Mark, (laughs) you're the one that always defends these found footage movies. You just don't happen to like this one. Yeah. (laughs) You nailed it, Jack. (laughs) <laughs> Which is going to be awesome. I, I'm actually really happy that we're reviewing this movie now because Mark is on the record as saying, like, the low, the threshold, the floor for these movies is pretty high. Like, I'm thinking Andy Dalton high. So, I mean, he fucking gave us six to the taking of Deborah Logan. It's better than an average half. movie. <laughs> Be- five and it a half. Absolutely isn't. Oh. Uh, and, and, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm getting close to the bottom of my list on what it does right. Oh, God, yeah. But I do kind of like the acting. It's certainly not as good as it is in the Blair Witch Project, right? Well, because it wasn't that, acting in the Blair Witch Project. They were just torturing people for like two weeks. And it was yeah, great. It. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is definitely acted, right? This yes. is definitely and clearly acted, but not so much so that prevents me from enjoying it. It's not, it, nobody does a poor job acting. No, I, I, I agree with that. It's just, again, it's hard to compare this to what you had with the first because they are inherently different things. They should have just fucking kept it as the woods and everything. I, yeah, honestly, so, uh, maybe they should have, but then it's hard to tie in that like familial story, which uh, they didn't need. They didn't. They really didn't need it at all. Yeah, I mean, I think what I'm folk- Heather's Go mentioned ahead, I, like twice in the movie, once at the very beginning and once at the very end. And, I mean, look, she's not even in the footage that is the conceit for the movie. Well, right? yeah. No, it's... Pause. Pause that, on I that. have a lot of questions it's on gonna that It's going to come shit. back up. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. Dark Web 666, or whatever his name is. Dark Web 666. So it's something 666. His name's, his name's Dark Web, and he's posting on YouTube. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I don't fuck. think his name is literally Dark Web. I think I just made that up because I couldn't remember what the moniker no. before 666 is. It was some, Dark Net? It's something anyway, like that. it's it's a weirdly written thing. You had Simon Barrett writing this one. Dude has written some good stuff. He wrote your next. He wrote the guest. He writes most movie. of Wingard's shit. He wrote VHS. I mean, VHS, VHS two. He was in all those. He did this. He did Temple, which was one from last year that was a real stinker, too. So he's on a bad train right now. But, you know, like the dude has written some stuff. This was just a little bit over and I'm I'm hoping that the stuff that we really like from the writing here the really cool concepts playing with time playing with darkness are things he introduced and maybe there was like a like a camel you know committee writing kind of a situation there probably Parks and Rec ref boom are yeah, you, you saying really... that the idiom 
you really a horse is a camel there. created by a committee is a Parks and Rec reference. It absolutely is. It absolutely is a Parks and Rec reference. But that's an idiom far before Parks and Rec. Had you heard of it before Parks and Rec? Absolutely. Oh, I had not. (laughs) Okay. I love how it was an idiom before Parks and Rec. Yes. That's just a funny statement. I feel like an idiom would have, yes, existed before Parks Parks and Rec. Anyway. I think Parks and Rec could create an idiom. I don't think so. The The remaining things that I have that fall into the good category, because we got to fucking move on, they, I think, together kind of encapsulate what I think this movie does well, and we've touched on it a bit, which is there are moments here that are good, and I have a few of them that I really liked. One being that claustrophobic scene below the house <laughs> in the like, Ooh, sewage That's interesting. I want to talk thing. to you about that one then, because I didn't love that one. See, I, 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 claustrophobia can get me. It can get me too. That and I, I don't know. For some reason, it started making me think, because it's like you're in this confined space, like below a place that is supernaturally like oriented. Are you safe from the supernatural elements like what i thought about it way too much and then i was like okay this is kind of cool another one the leg wound vine thing did not look half bad it didn't and it i thought it it was really creepy the like leech thing they pull out of it every scene with that foaming and weird i don't like that and then the voodoo doll person scene was just hilarious and great it was that part was hilarious and great, but before that, like the the bigger because they've already been fucked with once with the fake Blair Witch symbols, right? The Blair Witch symbols that are outside of their tents in this movie, are, they are a perfect encapsulation of what this movie is as compared to the original Blair Witch Project, right? Because they're so much and more constructed. They do not really disappoint in that regard. Like hmm. there are, they are so big. There are so many, like. When you touch them, they rock and make noise because they're the size of a fucking swing. It's, yeah. It's it's just, it's a whole thing. But they also did. It's a whole produced thing. <laughs> they did freak me out a little bit in terms of you're in this narrative of you've already been fucked with when they were fake once. Now, no, this is the real fucking deal. They're made with hair. They're here. They're giant. They're f- fucking freaky. They're here when it's night when it shouldn't be. And now there's also voodoo. Sure. Yeah. And voodoo also. And voodoo. Yeah. I like that though. That was hilarious. I gotta say, so <laughs> I agree both of those things. Well, and the voodoo. The the tunnels and, and the, the whatever was in the whatever you called it, the, the skin crawly stuff is good. Yep. If in it in a bottle, those are both fine things. The scene in the whatever, I don't know if it's a sewer or just a innocuous pipe in the basement for some reason. The problem I have with those, and we'll bring this back up in a little bit, is there's absolutely no reason for them to be like that. Does not seem like an organic evolution of the movie. They just they just wanted a scene to have tunnels, and they couldn't figure out how to get it in there, or they wanted I, someone I to have agree with skin that. crawly, and they were like, ah, "No, sure, I agree not? with you. They are they are contained pieces of goodness that in this movie." Uh, you're kind of grasping for that sort of thing. So. Yeah. At least just... the skin crawly scene was developed from she cut her foot early on and it gets worse and worse and right. worse until eventually she has to yank something out of a wound. Yeah, but again, that's not difficult to do. It's just something that's completely out of place. It's just drop no, shit and, and right frankly, in the middle of the plot. The, this movie smacks a lot of, you know, the the NaNoWriMo thing, the National Novel Writing Month? No. Right? 
I, I did a bet with my sister there where I tried to do that and I tried to write a horror novel and I had some cool scenes of creepy things that happening with just no way to connect them or like overall story or conclusion. And this is a lot like that. Well, and that's actually one reason why I kind of think it's funny to think of that last scene is like there are also aliens. Like they're just throwing in as many horror tropes as they can. Like aliens are here now. There's a UFO outside. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think that... Uh, so it feels like... What what we should be moving to what the movie does middle. It does, yeah. I, I, um, so. I had the drone in here. I think it's a, yeah. interesting. I think it's a good use of modern technology, a way of modernizing the movie, as you talked about earlier. But also, it's mostly pointless. It's just a contrivance that they use to be like, we're techie now. Ah. No, no. Here, here's what I liked about the drone. I, I kind of agree with that. And the scene where... Um, shit, the second female lead i don't remember her name ashley woman ashley yeah uh when she i don't like all the stuff when she's finding the drone and like controlling it with the phone when it's broken i don't like any of that what i really like for the drone scenes is it going up and doing a full 360 and showing you there's just nothing because that gets to be effective in a way the blair witch project didn't of you just you don't know whether or not they were incapable of following their map and just got turned around or what happened. I felt like I liked that this shows you, no, something fucking happened and you're in a different place and there's no clearings or roads or anything. Yeah, but they only do it like once. It only it, it's only the one time that it actually works. It yeah, comes back down the other time, time it p- crashes immediately. Yeah, they don't they don't really utilize it a whole bunch. I it's a weird thing to have done. And then I I I think putting it in the middle is the right spot, Mark. Like. The other part of that, too, is that I don't feel I feel like this movie isn't old enough to require the explanation of what drones are and why we use them. Right. Right. They're not. <laughs> this isn't a New York Times article where they have to explain had, like, what EDM this, music is. Yeah, The whole scene of Lisa, like going through what the drone is, was infuriating. And even knowing this movie came out in whatever, 2016, late 2016, like drones were such an established thing by that point that you do not need to do that to anyone who is remotely millennial. Yeah, you definitely did. I like. actually, I feel like it might be a good move on their part because I'm not sure drones are aging as well as you'd think. Like 2016 was the drone moment. And now I, don't know if I, agree I, I completely disagree. Okay. I don't know. I used to see drones okay, flying finish. around all the time and now I don't really see any drones anymore. I, I, I was in a meeting this week about our firm purchasing a drone to take pictures for trial and stuff like that. So I think that it's less of a Wild West for drones than it was then. That might be true. But I don't think that drones have gone away, nor do I think that they will. Regulations have tightened, so people can't just fly drones down the fucking street anymore. Yeah. Damn it. Goddamn government <laughs> telling us what we can and can't do. What if I want to spy on my neighbors, you know? Yeah. What are they absolutely. up to? <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Anything else that does middle? Film quality. Um, so the Is I'm it? talking about the actual like high definition level of film quality that they have. It makes it's, it easier to watch. I mean, the the film grain in the original was actually is kind of difficult to like get it into. It really is. So that is a bonus for this movie, but it also kind of strips it of character. It just seems like for something that's out in the woods and is dirty and like disgusting, there's like never any grime on the camera. It just it just doesn't have like character to it. Well, and like you said earlier, the earpiece cameras are absolutely not going to have like high def video or audio. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't look. The audio is a whole other thing. (laughs) Never said I liked the audio (laughs) and what they did with that. Everything sounds always the same and perfect. Um, 
So it is, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it is what it does middle. It it makes it easier to watch and less interesting. Oh, you know what else I'm just actually like having an epiphany on right now is there might be some rule pertaining to like the amount I like found footage movies is actually inversely proportional to the amount of cameras in a found footage movie. That kind of makes sense in my head because like this movie has no less than 12 cameras or something that they have on their persons at all times because everyone has an ear cam. There's six of them. Plus, I think they're each carrying a handy cam. Plus, there's a drone. So I think your math is a little off there, but I, I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of cameras. There are there are also scenes in this movie in in this one where like I have no idea what camera is being used. I feel like they just got all willy nilly with ca- with cameras, and they just assumed that people would think that they were, you know, already there. Yeah, but I kind of did. Right? They get to a point where it's like it's probably an ear cam or something. Well, exactly. Like I'm there's so much chaos there that you lose sort of the charm of the found footage. You don't know who's the. You don't have HUD, right? You don't have the guy who's just holding the camera. Or Mike. Sure. Mike was the guy from the first one, right? Yes. Yeah. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. So, yeah, there you Jake? go. Yeah. I. That's fine. I mean, honestly, dude, I just want to talk about what is this wrong. Let's do it. Get okay. in there, guy. This movie has no fucking heart. It has it has very little heart. It's it's the it's the Blair Witch Project sans heart. And I like I struggle to figure out why I can justify penalizing it so much for that because how can you approximate what that weird thing that was the Blair Witch Project was? But you can't avoid it. It's it, look. They're not. This a t- is a movie that you said it before. Like this should have just been the woods, man. Like it should have been the woods. This is a movie that was doomed from the start. If you're gonna okay, so if you're gonna make the Blair Witch Project and create a sequel, they tried it going a wholly different direction, and then they tried it going a pretty similar beat. I think I prefer the wholly different direction to this. <laughs> you can't. You can't catch I, lightning in a bottle twice this way. And this is a perfect example of that. I prefer them trying new things, and I prefer the concept of them doing a whole nother thing. I would watch this movie five times before I'd watch the Blair Witch Project Book of Shadows again. That is again. baffling. That is baffling. I That's objectively wrong. It is not. This is the worst of the trilogy. Yeah, agreed. Uh, not by far. Oh, not, no, not, not by, by far, far, but it is definitely yeah, the worst. <laughs> no, no, I was saying, I was saying it is not... By far, oh, the okay. worst film in the trilogy. And look, I get what you're saying. The movie does it. Look, they're not soul skaters. I'll put it that way. No, this is not. This is not a movie of soul skaters. No, not Team Puppet Suds. We're talking about here. Well, and what I get back to is just like we already made this point, but I feel like there were missed opportunities here where it could have taken. It's not rocket science to figure out what people like about the Blair Witch Project, and it's not like you just do that again. Right. But a key to that, to the success of that, outside of the things that you can't capture twice, is just subtlety, ambiguity. They Didn't let all that. that go by the way. So. They, they, they made a choice. They saw the fork in the road, and they were like, we don't feel like we can effectively do this so we are going to do the opposite of this. And I actually should put that in what the movie does right because they made a choice. They did make a choice. And we at A to Z Horror appreciate making choices. I just don't like the choice that was made. It's also the lazy I don't know coward what it choice, been like, right? The Blair Witch Project is so great because it came out of nowhere and it was so interesting and they yeah. did such weird shit that people hadn't done 
I mean, some people had done before, but this one, it was clearly pandering to a, we need to capture that 18 to 25 demographic when this comes out. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just a disheartening watch is what it is. I'll, I'll give you that, but that's that's context dependent. That's not because I of the agree, film itself. I agree, but this is a context dependent movie. Yeah. Unless I, you're like a 14 year old. Well, and that's actually kind of an interesting point, right? Like they're clearly trying to leverage the wave from the first movie, but what's baffling to me is this movie came out a full 17 and and change years after the original one. So what was the like inciting incident? Like it makes sense to put out a new Blair Witch two years later, three years later, five years later, whatever. But if you're going to put a movie out a decade and a half later, like almost where a child born around the same time could almost vote for the second movie, like why, how do you not bring more of a realization of what the first movie was to the table? Look, the, the apocry- apocryphal well, story... That's what I'm saying. Right, I, is that the, the guys who made the first one met Wingard at some kind of event and decided that they, they were okay with him doing a thing. And I then, I don't know, studio involvement or he just did a bad thing. But <laughs> He just did a bad it was. thing. <laughs> Happens yeah, to the but, best but of us. It's all... I, I do think it's all... It's weird place to be with how context dependent it is because none of it's everything you're saying, Jake. I completely agree with. It doesn't make it a bad movie. It just makes it not the movie we want it to be. Yeah, and I think that a lot of that is, like I said, they they saw the fork in the road and they chose the side that was the sledgehammer approach. Right. They they, they chose the side it. that more teenagers are going to go see in the theaters when it first. Whatever, comes out. man. Hey, you want to make money? Like props. Whatever. This movie made money. It did. Cool. It I'm did. fine with that. So, but as a fan, I don't. I. The, the uh, the series is worse off for having that approach been taken. I think. So wait, sure. hold on. I want to I want to back up for one second and have have another question come to the table because I guess we have different opinions on this. Taken in a vacuum, if this if this movie is just called The Woods and we pretend that it doesn't rely on the the Heather as the inciting action to get them into the woods, mm-hmm. is this mm-hmm. a good movie or a bad movie? Stripping Blair Witch out of it. This is an almost exactly middle of the road mediocre movie i think that the comparison then would be more like what do you like more this or the ritual i certainly prefer the ritual and that's not a movie that's overwhelmingly subtle either but i think that it is just a better movie i and look i'll say i prefer the ritual the ritual the ritual is a pretty good movie man right Yeah. Uh, yeah i'm saying outside of putting it stacking it up next to other things is this a good or a bad movie i think this is a bad movie i don't don't think think this is a particularly good movie i don't think it's a bad movie I am interested in that opinion. I that that's where it starts to okay. So you have the sledgehammer approach that we talked about, right? But then you have a lot of other problems that we just started. The what is the movie doing wrong segment. So if your list is super short, Jack, then yeah, it's not a bad movie inherently. But I don't know about that. This is a movie that relies almost solely for like the first two thirds on the same fucking jump scare over and over and over, which is just. Person X comes and quietly approaches person Y and person Y is surprised and then person Z is over here and we zoom over to them real quick. Like nothing happens that is remotely unique or that I can appreciate. Like I just I can't do it. That's all it has going for it. And then the rest of it is just like, let's throw in the stick figure people. Look, I I think it's fucking 
I, I again, the it's the execution. I think it's creepy what they do with time and days, and that that shit when you're out in the woods, given everything else, is creepy. But they do it for like one minute. I, I, and then they're ripping tents into the air and throwing trees over and ripping people in half. Like I, I don't know, man. I, I, I can't. I agree. I don't think it's. I don't think it's only what they do, right? I don't think that that jump scares are only what they do. I will agree with you, especially based on the not stellar execution of the cool stuff they do. That jump scares are most of what this movie has going for it, and that's not great. That that was on my list of stuff the movie does wrong. Is it's jump scare dependent? And I think a couple and of shitty them, jump scares. They're the unearned kind. They they are unearned. Like. Two of them are <laughs> effective though unearned. The one, the one in the attic or whatever, where the guy's camera goes out, and then there's, it's like backlit by lightning, and the witch is just, or some old lady is just kind of walking toward him for like three frames, and then goes away. That's like one of the laziest, most poorly contrived jump scares you can put. It's into as a tropey movie. And, as you can and that, possibly. And that be. is one of the ones that I have more respect for than the other. Yeah, they're they're really lazy jump scares. It's on my list of what it does. We've wrong. seen that scare a thousand times before. Y- yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's something else this movie does wrong. I, I feel like we've belabored that point uh, content-wise, but also it's just this movie just isn't put together well. The editing is really, really bad. Uh, like I agree. Yeah, I had this too. You have to you have to kind of throw in some chaos if you're going to do the the found footage thing. Like this was all cobbled together by some lackey in the local police force when they found these tapes under a tree somewhere. But it's not. But, like, the way it's and cut... it's clearly not. It's annoying. Yeah, the way it's cut... Obviously, so you have a bunch of different sources coming into this one video that we're watching. So you cut between three of them in one second. Like, you have these weird, like, jump stops between things. There's the the <laughs> audio coming in and out is also a big fucking problem. Like, this is there's a lot of, like, static ruffling in this movie of just, like, mics being hit by hands and stuff. It's it's it. I have this in my notes. It's like watching a fight scene in a really bad action movie, where it's just, hey, this is a four second fight. Let's see if we can cut the camera thirteen times in this four second fight. Yes. So you never a, know. What's a certain going on. Bourne movie would agree. Yeah, with that. exactly. It's <laughs> the it's the original Bourne movie. We don't have a good enough choreographer or good enough stuntmen, so we're just gonna cut the shit out of it and hope you don't notice. And Pretty shake much, the cams. This I'm surprised. I mean, granted, I was sick when I watched this movie, but like watching it made my condition worsen. <laughs> It's yeah. it's bad on the shaky cams. Yeah, well, but Which, even beyond the shaky cams, that you get flashed with like lights directly into the camera, and I can't stress enough. There's a lot of like really obnoxious sound design going on, and it's worse because the cameras are such good quality that the shaking and the flashing and the, all that shit is terrible. Exactly. Yeah, no, I exactly. completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I Ugh. I almost wonder if some of it was added in post. It, dude, it very well could have been. Because it seems, some of it yeah. seems to be manufactured. Maybe, I mean, obviously uh-huh. well, they could just have someone like move their head around or something, but like, well. Wolf. And this is also in the editing. I don't know if it's something they were trying to do to make it creepy or what, but there are some frames where uh, things like flipped upside down or there's weird editing. Like when they're still in the hotel room, there's, there's a scene where one of they're looking at one of the women and it flips upside down for a couple of frames. Yeah. It's like, ah, and creepy. And I don't know if you're trying to make it seem like it's broken footage or trying to make it seem like a ghost fucked with it. Whatever you're trying to do, you failed. It's, it's all bad. <laughs> you, just, you fucked up. And that's what's so surprising. Like, I don't understand. Maybe it's much harder to direct a found footage movie with a bunch of different cameras from that angle. But, like, Adam Wingard has showed himself to be a good director like I talked he about has earlier, showed himself to your, be a good director. Your next is 
bordering on a work of art. That is a phenomenally well, well put together movie. Yeah, it's and so that's why it's that you're doing that baffling yeah. that this is so poorly done. Because this movie was a cash grab. This movie was this. I don't know how much of this is Wingard doing his thing. Like, what happened from studio from the woods to the Blair Witch to Blair Witch? So, I, right. I am waiting. I, I'm waiting for the article, like James Wan and his writer Lee Winnell, right? Yeah, for Dead yeah, Silence. Lee yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that article where they were like, I'm never doing a studio movie ever again. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about with this movie, though, because this movie has people who have that track record. You have the Wingard, you have the Barrett, and at the same time, like, it didn't turn out the way you would expect it. Like, this is a movie that was made to make money, and I feel like they were just like, okay, you guys are making a movie like this. Let's buy it, throw together, cobble together, and it feels cobbled together. Cobble together some connection to the Blair Witch Project, and let's make some money, and then they did. Yeah. This cost what five mil and, to make, and it ended up making fifty. Yeah, like, it cost five mil. It made fifty-five mil. It's yeah, I, whatever. That's, and I've read articles where executives were like disappointed with its production. I'm like, fuck you, you're disappointed in that this shit. This movie is an objective success. Yes, and this is this is what one of you're the pissed off because it didn't cost two hundred yeah. grand and make a hundred million. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. You fucked up in that regard. Oh my yeah. god. No, that's I. I they shouldn't. I they shouldn't that. have paid for the drone. That's the problem. That yeah, was that, dr- the that drone was expensive. <laughs> that that fucking the control on that that makes no sense. That's was, the worst. That's a nit. We'll get there. Here's, yeah, we will. Here's one other thing before we get to the station. There are too many characters in this movie. I like how tight six six. Yeah, unless you're in As a opposed to f- unless you're three. in a slasher where you have to have like bodies to kill. You need a tight group of characters to have them all fleshed out in a good way to like develop them otherwise you just have you kind of get the thing syndrome where you don't know who anybody is and you can't give anyone enough screen time to really activate them you're right i mean peter's character is infuriating like this dude is just an asshole for like no reason like this guy this guy is supposed to like be old old friends with james and know what he's signing up for and the second they get out there he's cracking jokes and making light and basically trying to be as confrontational as possible. And there are other things that I understand the writing. Like I get that part, but the dude is not acting like a believable human would. If he had the background that they are claiming he has, he would have treated the scenario with more sincerity. Look, I I understand what you guys are saying. I don't think it's a problem with too many characters. I think it's a problem of poorly written characters and underdeveloped characters, but I don't think that six is too many characters to do a good job with at least making them believable and fleshing them out. But f- the, the, I mean, the, the male lead and the female lead are effectively the exact same character. They're, they're just so much to the point where like, let's just throw them in the same fucking tent. And is this a sexual relationship? Who the fuck knows? They don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. We'll throw the a couple of lines care. towards that for literally no reason. Other than we can show a, really, really troubling couple of scenes of this woman in a really low-cut top looking up at the camera with her cleavage that's so exploitive and just bad. And actually, and in, that encapsulates perfectly like the difference between this movie and the la- and the original Blair Witch Project, right? Like, Did you Blair Witch Project, you, you have the scene <laughs> where you're shooting directly up her nose. She's crying. She looks terrible. She has like tears dripping onto the camera and stuff. There's like no sexualization at all in that. No, and then this right. One, 
<laughs> that scene feels the scene in the tent, right? The night after she's like, no, I'll stay in your tent. It's fine. Feels like it was directed by the embodiment of the male gaze. Like it's just really poor. Yeah. They like brought in poor. like an episode of scrubs randomly into the middle of this. They're like, will they, won't they? <laughs> Elliot Reed's suddenly there for some reason. But I mean, I guess to, I think the- to get back to my original point, I just think you could probably like get rid of, you, you probably don't need two different interlopers and I would say you could probably combine Peter and Ashley into one character. So you can have a total of four. They go by the same username. They're, they're, I think they were initially... I would guess they were initially written as one character. And then they just I needed... Would. They needed it and to have like And then the studio like wanted another girls. attractive woman in it. God damn it. Yep. I just... Yeah. that I, I just think the they didn't quite nail the allowance of, of time to individual people absolutely yeah i don't think it's an issue of too many characters but it is an issue of badly developed characters yeah i mean it can be both it can i think those are two separate complaints and i think they are both valid they're both <laughs> highly valid the last thing i'm gonna say here because we got to get to a station is that i feel like the arrival at the house in this movie was highly highly unearned it was jammed right the fuck in i'm gonna sprint towards nothing during a rainstorm and hey well it doesn't feel like a lot had happened in this movie like by the time they arrive at the house in the blair witch project you're like oh shit it's a house and like you are exhausted with them and you can feel how tired they become here it's like eh, it's too frenetic they're sprinting aren't they it's just aren't they running toward in the first one they're running toward mike's yells aren't they doing the same thing in this aren't they running toward like walkie-talkie sounds or something nope oh they're just wandering aimlessly they're sprinting away from something in the rain oh maybe that's what it was yeah okay i watched this last night and i can't remember how it happened (laughs) (laughs) glowing yeah bad yeah it it it, the house is jammed in the house it kind of has that cloverfield paradox feel of this didn't need to be a blair witch movie and you made you you added this scene to make it a blair witch movie well and i mean we've discussed this at length now it's just the the screenwriters were basically just tired so they wrote and suddenly a house appears and suddenly there are tunnels and it was suddenly a, dark and a tree falls night. over yeah like yeah, it's bad yeah there's just there's nothing I mean, done to earn the story credits the the other problem is they they gave their blair witch literally unlimited power right she could do everything from inserting leeches into your foot to knocking over trees to fucking with the day night cycle to screwing with time to controlling drones. To controlling drones. It's to just looking like a pile of CG shit. So it, it feels like it feels like instead of an actual supernatural force fucking with them, it's screenwriters fucking with them in a series of interesting ways. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly right. Which is also kind of true of the original one, but in much more subtle, interesting guys. Ways. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. This movie cost five million dollars to make. How much did they spend on the actual like CG of whatever embodiment of which that they had. I have no... Four? I four guess, dollars? It's so I guess four dollars. It's so hard to tell how much CG half. costs. Dude, it looks horrifyingly bad. Especially given how dark the cameras are. Oh my and god. How you can like see... Is. Yeah, you can see like the gaps. You could do pixels. the same thing with shadow puppets. <laughs> are you talking about the weird like lizard Fuck. monster thing that's in the trees? Well, that and then when you actually see the witch in the house afterwards... All of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It all looks terrible. I mean, it's I would... It's all bad. I think that's a substantial investment. I, I would still say that's a few hundred grand, maybe. I don't that know. That is a terrible waste of money. I think it's a million on CG. That's a terrible waste of money. 
That is snake oil. <laughs> that is movie snake oil. These fucking studios charging that to produce that pile of feces. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I didn't think it looked that bad. It looked so bad. <laughs> I don't I know. Hated it. A part of me is like, yeah, good for you, computer graphics artists. You you get yours. Yeah, you get yeah. yours. Notoriously trod upon computer graphics artists. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, we've got Mark blow a goddamn whistle. <laughs> get us somewhere. We're all angry. I liked that one. <laughs> it sounded like a real train. It was spooky. It did. I was going in for the middle spooky. of the night. It was uh, a night, first one I have is train. a neat pick. Neat. Why pick are you starting with alert? a neat pick? Because I want to start with a neat pick. First Fuck one you. I had was also a neat pick. God damn it! Yeah, Johnny Walker Red. Oh, that was mine too. Okay, <laughs> they're pay- hey paying homage to the so Blair Witch I Project. Have, yeah, I had a nitpick with that. <laughs> you had a nitpick with it, which not necessarily Johnny Walker, but more like the you gotta like drink whiskey in a hotel room. Really, they're paying homage to the Blair Witch Project. If this is dude, if this is Heather's brother, he would be like, yeah. So I saw all that footage, and I'm probably not gonna be drinking hotel whiskey because I respect what happened. Do. You- so I, your logic makes no sense. No, 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 no. That to so, apply, so he would have to think that what happened to her happened because of the hotel whiskey. Maybe it no. did, Jack. Maybe it did. No, it's also just like, dude, I saw this, and I'm not gonna like belittle that whole experience that was had. You like respect death and stuff, though, for sure. You're essentially a religious person. So here's the Ooh. thing: I had these two. I had both of those things written down. One is an epic. One is an epic. I do think it's nice Hey-o. that they recreate the scene from the original movie as a way of paying homage to it or whatever. And look, I, I haven't gone back. Time out. I haven't gone back and double-checked this. I think it might be at the exact same time code in the two films. That would be interesting. I don't... I have no comment on that. I don't know if that would be good or bad. I don't know if I would care at all about that. But from a nitpick standpoint... <laughs> you, what do you know? <laughs> from a, wow. From a nitpick... How do you you don't know if it would be good or bad or if you care. I... I <laughs> I cannot he knows confirm nothing. nor deny any of these opinions. This, you, you've done a hundred movie reviews on this podcast. <laughs> he knows nothing. It's a hard movie to review. <laughs> it is a hard movie to review. Oh my! It fuck. actually is. It really, no, really is. From a nitpick standpoint, from putting yourself into these characters' minds standpoint, they get out. They go out and get trashed both nights before they they have the scene in the club where they're like sing. And then they go to a hotel room the next night and get trashed. And, like, so you're going to investigate your sister who might still be alive and do a master's photography project, and you're getting ham bones beforehand? Like, Mm. what? What mindset are you in right now? Mm. Yeah, there's no believability to it. Uh, well. What? I mean. Shut up, Jack. I'm just saying, if it's believable, it might happen. I it's not believable. <laughs> no, I believe there it. is no why. Uh, I've, I've I've had a bunch of whiskey a couple of nights be- in a row before something important. That's happened. Yeah, but you have like legitimate problems. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, especially like look. That's fine as long as you treat them. As long as you don't jump into the serious mode as an actor, like the next day. They're talking about in the woods of like, we were in the search parties. Yeah, da, 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 da. We were getting trashed last night. Like those two things just don't mix. That's well. true. That's true. They are trying to invest emotional attachment that shouldn't be there based on their behavior. Exactly. They're they're having their yeah. cake and eating it too. Yeah, they are. Yep. I'll buy that. 
while we're talking about them partying, this just really annoyed the hell out of me. They have B-roll of the person. This is just kind of thrown in at the very beginning. They have B-roll of a person drinking out of a glass, and you see the inside of the glass from the camera angle, which means that they were just pouring liquid on the glass or on the camera. Yep. Correct. And there's no camera that could have produced that footage. I have the same note. Yeah, so if that's your ear camera, like you see the side of the glass. You're you're not pouring the glass onto the side of your head. Right. It none of there's no way a camera would that make sense. Exactly. Nitpick. Yep. My next nitpick. Why did they bring one fucking headlight? One fucking headlight oh, yeah. for them camping in woods they know to be dangerous and the rest of them are like shitty gas station cl- click-on handheld headlights, but they they brought one headlight this is, you know, they paved paradise. Wait, no, that's a different song. Fuck. God damn Are it. Are you fucking talking about the Counting Crows right now? Paved paradise and with put one up a- headlight by the wallflowers? <laughs> I did. Is that what happened? Yeah, you got to yeah. mash them up now. You got to mash them up. Oh, my God. <laughs> with one How headlight. How is that possible? I, I, I don't know how my brain works, man. For the record... The Wallflowers is significantly better than the Counting Crows. It's much better. Oh, my God. Is that a Counting Crows song originally? No. I don't know. Is that a cover? Yes. It is a cover. I believe it's a cover of Sheryl Crow, isn't it? I feel like... Oh, well, that's not much better. Any song that Anne Murray has ever sung is a cover of something. Hmm. I feel like we should bet on this. Well, I'm I, I it, will so. bet you I'm currently not, I'm not that the bet. Counting Crows didn't are not the original artists behind Paved Paradise. That seems preposterously correct so i'm not gonna bet you <laughs> oh god damn it Crows. i was way off with cheryl crow god, this is i should have known this shania one. twain no it's not shania twain it's joni mitchell oh 100 percent. i, I should have known that I, god damn yep. it. it's funny how they're like the one that i think of though because it's so bad yeah it's not a good song you should hear the ann murray version though no <laughs> don't care to this has been a tough night for me guys yeah, you're confusing <laughs> fucking the wallflower. I can't come up with words. You give me a lyric of a song, and I sing a completely different song that doesn't even have that lyric or anything Yikes. approaching that lyric. Regardless, let's call them headlamps now so we can get off the fucking wallflowers. <laughs> Why does only one of them have a headlamp? You should all have... They're so cheap nowadays. So this is always a problem with found footage movies, too, where... They don't bring enough Always illumination, and they just rely on the camera. Because realistically, like you know, the actors don't give a shit what's going on around them, so you're just trying to like illuminate the scene as little as possible to build suspense. But it's always immersion breaking because, like, dude, why would you not have a fucking lantern? And like, I I even kind of get it during the Blair Witch Project because headlamps used to be kind of expensive. Now you can get a oh, really shit, good one yeah. for fifteen bucks. I paid like fifty five dollars for one of the Petzels I have. Yeah, and then I got a black diamond, which is an objectively better headlight for fucking twenty dollars. Yeah, they cost you can get really good headlamp for fifteen dollars nowadays. There's literally no reason that they can't all have no. terrific headlights. No, we're living in the future, guys. <sighs> Come on, God. I think you meant annoying. figuratively. No reason. I didn't. Okay, I'm still I'm still learning, you guys. Uh, actually, I guess if you're making a bad movie. Uh, and you need to not illuminate Jack, you're not being well a very good possible. teacher to Mark here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I did. If, if you are making a, 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 a pretty bad movie and you need to poorly illuminate scenes, then don't give then all there your characters you go. headlamps. Yeah. That's a reason. Yeah, that's a reason. Here's a sound editing nitpick. Why is there a cracking noise every time uh, Ashley steps on her foot? Every time Yo, her foot like, like hurts. 
There's like I a, feel like we're excluded from making sound editing nitpicks this week. It's going to be the whole thing. Okay. It's going to okay, be the whole goddamn thing. That one got distracted. Um, I hear you. I don't know if this is a nitpick or a neat pick or what, but uh, the the Dark Web 666, they're like, go away doormat. I was at my sister-in-law's house recently. Literally the exact same doormat. Exactly the same. That's just a not pick. Yeah, so he, I have no idea what the fuck he, you're talking about. He bought it at Target or whatever. Great, Target. Target boutique. Classy. So he's just a con- yeah. he's just consumerist. He's putting on a, a guise, you know, to to try. And- yeah, he's buying he's buying Confederate flags and Target doormats. What an asshole! I hate him. He's but totally yeah, fake, he's man. Totally fake. <laughs> Fuck him. Uh, hey, hey! If you set up a camera to observe things in the woods, maybe pull the leaf out of what is literally the immediate center focus of the shot. Yeah, you're using no literally quite doing. a bit. Well, that they, one's accurate. They have. <laughs> All right. We got to get over the literally thing. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Have you heard the podcast? <laughs> no, I've never heard it. Yeah, the trail cam thing is, uh, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. Pull the, pull the leaf out. Guys, yeah, she hasn't She hasn't gotten her master's degree in photography yet, okay? That's something they teach you like after you that graduate. That requires a master's for sure. <laughs> Basic hunting skills require a master's degree. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. They All do. the rednecks of the USA rejoice. You're technically masters. Yep. I mean, that's probably fair. Master hunters. Lisa's an idiot is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. I mean, true. Uh, at the very, very end, her tactic of walking backward while looking at a video screen to somehow avoid <laughs> the death gaze of, of the it's witch. Like, that's, by the way, that's a total Medusa rehash, and I hate it. Well, and it's bad. Aside from Medusa rehash, that's also a rehash of Harry Potter 2. <laughs> but also. The Basilisk? Yeah, it's, it's in the, the Chamber of Secrets? Um, you two know a distressing amount about Harry Potter. Okay, Harry Potter 2 is I probably the, the best book in the series. That is objectively false. I read the books. I read up through book four. Book four is the best book. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, that's book four bad might news be for that series. Book four and book two are both the best. No, okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. We're not talking more about Fuck Harry Potter right Jesus now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, in any case, this witch can suspend time, bend space. She can <laughs> this put witch the sun can... <laughs> in her pocket and make it night for days. And some... are you freestyling right now? Yeah, and somehow this, and somehow Lisa <laughs> thinks that she's like outsmarted the witch by walking backwards, looking in a yeah. Put a, a fancy mirror. To this guy. She's she's oh yeah, put some bongos in there. Put a yeah. backbeat there. She's already controlled drones, right? She's already fucked with all the electronics they have. Drones and GPS and everything. But no, this camera's gonna work. Yeah, she can't just walk around to the other side. She, yeah. You can't just yeah. do that. And what's Fuck. infuriating about that is she's still like the camera doesn't even come into play there because she just whispers in the voice of whatever the main dude's name is, James. And oh, oh she turns my god. around. Like what Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god can we just rate it no i have all, so many more no nitpicks. dude I dark just... web 666 at one point says that the like mini hd tapes are uh hold on i got it in my note here he says they're reliable and cheaper than chips uh, Doubt that uh no they, they simply aren't mini hd tapes an outdated technology are neither more reliable nor cheaper than chips and you have to carry around batteries he acknowledges the batteries issue he is right, right though that they're probably problem. better shooting at night that's probably true what are you doing jake's leaving 
What's happening? What is he doing? Jake is just leaving. I think Jake got angry. You closed the door. We are stuck in here now. Are we? We are. Is there a knob on this side of the door? <laughs> Did you close the door without a knob on it? Why would you take the knob off of one side of the door? It broke off. It's an antique door. I even tried to replace the knobs. I have to replace the whole door, but it's a five foot high door. Like it's an impossibly sized door. It's a weird room we're in. Up How here. do you? I yeah. I don't think about those things. How do you have to replace the whole door? Just oh, uh, I tried to take apart the mechanism, and it's impossible. It's just like super okay. fucking <laughs> like it's, welded it's together. It's constructed by time. into the frame of the door. <laughs> so someone's got to let us out. Yes. Or we can climb out onto the roof and down. I've done that a few times. Either way is fine. I don't care. Okay. Uh, another. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna lightning round through the rest of my nitpicks here. If that's okay, okay with you boys. For the record, I have. I have one final nitpick that we're gonna close down there. with. Get there right. Oh, you want to close with? We're it. gonna okay. close down okay. with it because it's. Oh, a movie is he gonna really try right? to mic drop a nitpick? I, I don't know. I hope he doesn't drop his mic. Peter gets wet in very strange places. So wet. Like. So wet for you. During the the running through the river scenes and a lot of other running scenes, I feel like they're trying to make him look sweaty. But instead of like traditional like armpits, lower back areas, they're just like his left shoulder is soaked through. Also, his right side of below his ribs, that's where he got soaked from all the sweat. Makes no fucking sense. Some people have like hyperhidrosis on very specific parts of their body, you know? Is that Maybe true? Maybe he's like... He has localized Chauncey Billups syndrome. Okay. All right. Um, when Ashley first, when, when Peter first sees like the thing in Ashley's foot and freaks out, right? There, There's a lot of yelling. They're screaming. He goes outside to tell the rest of his party what's going on. They're standing two feet from her tent from a nylon. They absolutely heard every single thing you said. And he still relays the entirety of it to them. Yep. Terrible. Well, and Terrible. by and going backwards, once he steps out, she can hear all the things he's saying. So when he's inside, he's like, "No, babe, you're fine." And then he leaves. You're she's totally like, yeah, fine. He's fucked up. <laughs> she's so fucked. She's There's in bad shape. Living she inside her foot wound. Yeah, uh, that's that's all the interesting ones I've got. <laughs> okay, okay, Mark, drop this that. Is gonna, mic. This this is a huge problem, but it's still a nitpick. <laughs> oh God, this is already bad. This started off poorly. How does this movie start? It starts with with the guy James digesting the the movie he found on YouTube, and he like circles in on the lady. Oh yeah, in, we got we got away from the paradox video, didn't we? In, yeah, exactly. In the mirror, yeah. I like the paradox video. I don't like it. So he's focusing on the lady in the mirror that he literally says like, "You didn't see it the first time. Neither did I." And then it's like so fucking yeah. easy to see, but then it doesn't even look like Heather. And he can't he he can't tell that it's someone who looks weirdly familiar to him for some reason. It's the exact same footage you see at the end of the movie. Mark, what year was that video taken in? 2016? 14. Yeah. So how do you know what fucking Heather looks like uh like, 17 years later? Guarantee she doesn't look younger. Yeah, well, exactly. she might. The witch is fucking with time. Okay. Jake. They don't know that yet. You don't have a lost sister. You don't know what it's like. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing, you guys. That's not the. That's, I, don't, I don't have a lot. That, that is, is weird. That is not the nitpick that I'm talking no, about. I understand. At that. the end of the clip that he is looking at and studying frame by frame, you see his own face. You see James come through the doorway. That's where the cut happens. I went back and checked just to make sure, 
And it's the exact same scene at the beginning and end of the movie. You can yeah, clearly got, see his face. He, he didn't got, go frame by frame. He said he, I mean, if you're going back and you're finding reflection in mirrors and stuff, and there's very clearly a face at the very end of the clip, like, you're going to pause on it. He looks almost exactly like Mikey. I don't think that's true. You're making a lot of arguments for something that, and, is, that is game-breaking. And like Mikey, he likes Life Serial a lot. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. I Shut hate up. you so much. <laughs> Let's go to ratings. Yeah, fuck it. We overrated Izzy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Andre 3000 would rate how much you want to hear him in relation to how much you want to dance. Y'all don't want to hear me, you just want to dance. And for 10, think of how Craig would rate his ability to bring it down notches. You have to show me you can bring it down a notch. I'll bring it down a thousand notches if I have to! Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Now, ordinarily, whoever picks the movie goes first. But Jake, uh, we've recently had some comments about how fuck you. Uh, so oh. you're going to go first. Oh. Yeah, because well, I mean, you're bad the, at this. For the rec- No, for the record, we always go with whoever picks the movie first goes first. Eh, no one picked this movie, so. So I'll go first. Yeah. It's fine. I gave the story a three. Look, the general idea is okay, but I think... I think overall, if I have a main complaint here, it's that when I I do, it's that they made a bad decision to remove all the subtlety from the whole universe that is what the Blair Witch is. Yeah. And that's a pretty big one. So I'm going to leave it at that. Look, I I struggled with this rating. It's a hard movie to review. No, it's not. I I gave it a four. Uh, I'm... What I'm what I'm struggling with is there are some interesting individual ideas in here and unique ones that I want to see explored well. Um, what what the movie does poorly is hitting the tropes of the Blair Witch Project, doing it badly, and uh, basing its movie on that. So, it I I think four is is correct at least to me. I, I Objectively, like fuck you. I didn't even I said it to me. Okay, I'm I'm over this. Mark, say your fucking words or whatever we do. <laughs> Say my words. I gave it a three. I agree with Jake. I I think it deserves a little bit of credit. Look, like at least agree. it expands minutely on the world of the original. They talk about the search parties and kind of what happened afterward. And they do introduce the nice little tidbit of you have to spend a night in the woods in order for it to count, that type of thing. Sure. But they yeah. should they, they they should get credit for and erasing Blair Witch 2 from existence. If, if you're fucked up on drugs, then your night doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, it relies on so many contrivances and tropes and shoehorning in shit that doesn't need to be there that the story ultimately is just terrible. Fair. World building and immersion to the second category. Jake. Yeah, I gave this one a four. So it's still found footage in the woods that ties into the original story, which gets a little bit of kudos, but it gets super fucking annoying to listen to. And I really don't like the characters, which in a pretty tight movie takes you out a lot. Well, we're we're really doing it here. I gave it a three. Yeah. Uh, I just look. They don't really build a world. They just piggyback off the Blair Witch Project's world. It's not. Well, I mean, it it should be though. It, sure, but they just they they take it and they fuck it up. Okay. If they took it and did okay with it, it'd be a different score. That's it's we are pretty much in agreement here. So yeah, they take it and they fuck it up, and they don't do anything interesting immersion-wise either. It's just 
watchable at best. That's not a good immersion score, so it's a three. We're flippy floppying. Yep. Mark, I I actually disagree completely with you, Jack. Uh, it's not watchable it. at best. It is actively repulsive. I gave this a two. <laughs> I look between the terrible editing, bad sound, seizure-inducing visuals. You need to rewatch the. F- Fucking taking of Deborah Logan. I'm you pretty sure we watched the guy that said a found footage movie gets at least a five <laughs> or this, something like that. This is an interesting. That, well, but what's charming about found footage is they usually kind of make it more visceral and realistic. And this is like them just they're just shooting. You're just shooting people with normal video cameras. But this at is a different as popcorn angle. as you can make found footage. Yes, I don't even know if I because there's other there's other popcorn found footage stuff. Popcorn to me is more about scripting, I suppose. I, I don't know. I guess you're right. This does have Wait, a really high production whoa. quality, but anyways, everything. my point is this movie is difficult to watch. If you told me we were watching this again in the next year, I might quit. <laughs> I find this so hard to watch. Episode 103, <laughs> Blair Witch. We're watching this every other week we're, from now on. We're going to revisit it. Actually, that'd be a pretty interesting idea for like a second podcast. You watch the same movie every over fucking week and over and, talk and about over. It. Yeah, it would have to be yeah. like it would have to be like Annihilation or something that's a little God bit more damn deep it, Mark. than this. Okay, um, I, don't, I don't need your negativity. What's the next fucking category? I can't. Scare factor. With him. Scare factor. Scare factor. Fine. How, it's only been like three episodes. How should I know what I'm doing? Oh my god, I gave this a three as well. There are a couple. Of, there are a couple effective scenes here. But it's in a movie that bulldozes his way along, and it really doesn't accomplish much because it fails at what someone interested in this world would probably be interested in, which is what makes Blair Witch, the Blair Witch universe, scary is that thing going bump way off in the distance in the night beyond your tent. It's not. They your do tent a really bad job with the into the sky and a tree being felled by some unknown force and a gigantic pixely witch crawling at you with legs that look like they belong to a gigantic ant. Yeah, look, I hate it. I give it a three. They do a tremendously bad job with with arguably the easiest part to recreate of the Blair Witch Project, which is just the creepy sounds in the distance when you're camping. That is the and best. Here, this is, it is the best. And and here it's just. They're all at once, and they're immediate. And God. It's just, they really fuck up the, the part yeah, that these, is actually this movie scary. This is made by people who have clearly never been it, in the background. You know what? That's themselves. probably what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. probably what it actually yeah. is. Um, I, I, I did have to fight with myself on this one. I wanted to give it a higher score. I like the scary ideas of the endless night of the fucking with time shit. That's but cool. They, they, yeah. It's not a, it's not scary when you watch it because they fucked no, it up. No. Yeah. Um, Jake, even the claustrophobia point you were talking about earlier. Yeah. I don't know if it's the combination yeah. of that and the way they do found footage, but that wasn't particularly effective for me. Okay. Uh, it's it's a three. Look, it's not. It's okay, not that so scary same score, same same reason, same score is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, although great. although I watched this, I, I made a, a full effort to watch this like. Pitch black room, literally nothing else happening, loud, looking at the screen. Sure. And the jump scares. I mean, the jump scares are always going to get you in that situation. But the jump scares, <sighs> while lazy, were effective. I'm yawning as you say it, dude. Fuck. Okay, Mark, say words. I did give it a higher score. I went four and a half. I, 
Bearing in mind that I've already thrown the general laziness of the script into story and immersion, I think this is a movie you could show to anyone who wasn't, you know, who just wanted to watch a horror movie, who's not like a hundred movies deep into some weird experiment of watching as many horror movies as you possibly can, and they'll still get a thrill out of it. Like you just said, the the jump scares are not earned, but they're, they're kind effective. of effective. They're jump scares. They will literally they make work. you jump. That's what they're there for. They, they aren't like the kind of lazy movie where you see them coming a mile away. They do still make you jump. Yeah, and to that, uh, and also to disagree with a little bit of what you said earlier, I do think the scene in the basement where she's crawling through the piping is actually pretty effective. It does not deserve to be there. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. what normal sewer pipe looks like. It is, there's just like they decided to put pipe underneath. It doesn't need to be there, but. That was once an interesting one, that, once and it was a change for me. I remember, I remember being scared by that the first time. Once she's there and crawling through and getting stuck, and there's like cave-ins happening and shit, that is effective. That makes you squirm. That's not a jump scare. That is actually scary. So there are sure. things in this movie, albeit not very well earned, that are you know they do they they might stick with you. I guess if you're not if if you're just an average horror fan. I think it's a high score for the scores you've given, but I understand where you're coming from. Sure. Uh, Effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. Jake? Yep. Not a judicious lack thereof type movie, Jack. I think it It is. It certainly is not. Cool. I I think that's bizarre. What? What? So, give your rating, then. What are all the effects they're spending their money on? I'm Andy Daltoning this score. I'm giving it a five and a half. They aren't great for a movie that spent five and a half million dollars like you get some good cameras and some people and you should be able to do what this did mark is chugging wine right now mark is just chugging wine it did a lot in my opinion you're ripping tents into the sky you're felling trees i've already said all of this i feel like a broken record but none of it looks particularly good and when you bring in the objective supernatural element of whatever the creature element of this is it looks actively repulsive and i hate it it's a five and a half <laughs> and it's bulldozing you with a five and a half it's for 90 minutes I'll, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a five for me. And the reason it's a five for me is because they want to show you things. And yes, they and they sh- do. And But every time they do, they're going to make the camera darker and shakier than it is the whole rest yeah. of the movie for no reason. Like, like the Blair Witch Project is great because you can't see anything and the cameras are believably yes. shaky and yes. you don't know what the fuck is going on and you yes. see Mikey in the corner and holy shit! Yes. This movie wants the credit of we're just a humble found footage movie and you don't know what's going on but then they also want to show you some creepy stuff and they just want to edit it all to shit it's 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 a bad action scene and a bad action movie but some of it looks okay some of it looks pretty good they do some interesting shit i like the drone shit i like i like a lot of it it's a drone does not cost five million i know where's this this budget come you gave it a five and a half it's a marketing budget no no the marketing budget was 22 million oh my god yeah that's wow. So that makes it much less surprisingly that that makes it much less surprisingly. Yeah, I can I can speak good English. <laughs> that makes it much less surprising than that. It's view. It wasn't viewed as a wonderful like as a success. Success. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. The studio yeah. ran into the ground and then demanded to advertise the fuck out of it. <laughs> it only doubled its its budget. Poor guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, Look, I 
I, I think it is a five. I, I uh, whatever. We're, you gave it a half point lower. It's fine. We're the same. We're the same place. Yeah. I also gave it a five. I'm just gonna jump oh, right God. on. Oh God. I okay. I think this is mostly a judicious like the rub movie. Like Jack was saying. I disagree. Well, like Jack was. Look, they show you these. The, I think you're fixating on the fact that there's like these CG witch things, whatever creatures yeah. there are. Dude, they're in there for like probably ultimately less than one second of film. That well, would, that's objectively false. But I think that might be true, and I'm notoriously good at judging no, the times. Yeah, you're of, great. Yeah, seven minutes of movement in this movie. Yeah, no, it's, a it's it's false. They're in there for a short period of time, but they are in there repetitively over the course of a large. Do we think it's multiple time. witches all of a sudden? This is a new theory. So supposedly, in a, I have not verified this. This was just one of the IMDb trivia things. Uh, they have stated that that was not the witch. That is a victim of Minion. the witch that has been like transfigured by witchcraft or whatever. Oh my god! Doesn't I don't matter. Give a fuck. It doesn't I matter because it doesn't look good. But. Yeah, uh, it's just I mean, it's just a shitty jump scare. Whatever. I, you, you gave it a five. Like, uh, yeah, I gave it a boat. five. Yeah. I, I think. Well, and ultimately what I kept coming back to when I was watching this is I remember there being a little piece of trivia about the first movie that they wanted to have a giant animated Blair Witch stick figure chasing them through the woods, but they couldn't yep, make it. Work. I remember that, too. And the fact and they that had this the- movie didn't do that is probably still worth at least a point. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least Wingard like followed their vision of uh don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, no that's not going to work. And Wingard's a guy who's agreed to like nope, fuck, take a hold. What's the next category? Somebody save me. What are you saying? It doesn't matter. Just, Somebody save on, me. Cut, I need to cut. cut. Take a breath, cut. Okay. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> Banana for sure. Okay, go. Overall, is our final category. I couldn't remember what our final category was well, there for a second. It's always over. It's only been 100 episodes. What do you want from me? So much more. <laughs> just, Growth. Just fucking... Uh, uh, Hold on. I want to watch you yeah, struggle. Yeah, exactly. O- more overall, than that. What, overall, what is you? Talk talk more for a minute. <laughs> overall, here. you. Go. Uh, this movie can chortle my balls, Jack. Well, Agreed. I, I gave this a three. Like, this movie is annoyance. Fuck you, you fucking fuck. That is my feeling towards this movie. <laughs> I feel like that's too aggressive even for a three. Not really. No, no. Because okay. there are still things like, don't make a movie that ties into this and then make it this. Just don't. I just I, I feel like I, I gave it less in the overall category of anger at being a part of the Blair Witch but a higher universe score. when it yeah no absolutely <laughs> I get, like like I, I ascribed less of my anger towards this being a part of the Blair Witch universe um to my overall score than you did I gave it a four I didn't I don't, so I don't think it's a great higher, movie yeah, it's yeah, not much it is a watchable movie there's like I'm not getting irrationally angry screaming at the TV when I watch this it's nobody's doing really bad acting none of the effects are dragging me all doing the way the fuck out <laughs> It's just, yeah, doing bad acting. That classic thing that all acting teachers tell you not to do. Doing. Don't do bad acting. That's what Henry Winkler teaches uh, Barry in Barry. <laughs> Mark, what's your overall score? I gave it a three and a half. We're all in the same neighborhood. This movie sucks. It's the worst it of the trilogy. It, does, it's pretty it bad. absolutely isn't. It's pretty bad. One thing, one thing that I would like to clarify is that this movie is objectively bad in a vacuum, weighing it outside of the realm of the Blair Witch Project as a series. This is yes. just a bad movie. 
It yes. is also it's a mediocre a movie. Terrible movie when you view it next to uh the venerable Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2. Okay. The I, only I mean, the only way this is worse than the Book of Shadows, the Blair Witch Project 2 is in number of Jeffrey's Donovan on screen. That's the only way. It's it's in infavorably comparable. That is an important that category. Pile that is of horse shit. Look, we were back when back when you guys were creating the website without me. I'm sure you were talking about having that as the sixth category in the rubric, but frankly, it just wouldn't apply to very many movies. Number of Jeffrey's Donovan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that that is an important category. It, it does save a garbage movie. It should not be ignored. It's three and a half. Uh, it's a bad movie. Yeah. Fuck. So we all relatively agree. Yes. I, yeah, I'm not going to recommend this movie. We're within think, a point I of each other. I think you are unfairly shitting on it and unfairly lauding a terrible movie in Book of Shadows. But we are, fuck. We are, Jack, you and I are one point apart here. Yeah, Did but... We get Ernie? Is Ernie here? Yeah, he's, back you know from, what? he's back from Colorado. This new office, though, I don't know if he can fit up here, or frankly, I don't even know if he can get upstairs. Well, I haven't seen him. Yeah, I don't... And, and he takes up, I mean, frankly, the size of most of this room. Well, we're going to do our thing, and we're going to see if we can get some sort of a reading out of him. So, I'll go first, because I guess I gave it the lowest score. I gave it that three. So, I got to talk about why you should not watch this with your buddies, and you should not drink beers with your buddies while watching it. I mean, this movie is the type of movie that kind of fits into a no man's land for me like if you were going to go for a found footage movie or a movie with people getting fucked it with in the woods like you have such an array of options available to you and frankly like we are a group of friends that we grew up watching the Blair Witch Project together so you could technically like we we would have if we were in the same place gotten together and watched this together once but we this is not sure a movie would've. that you can recommend in good conscience doing after you know what it is yeah because it's not doing that thing correctly it doesn't have the subtlety it bulldozes you it just doesn't strike the right balance and if what you're looking for is more of that jump scary right in your face type deal then you have such a deep bench in the genre that you can pick from that i cannot recommend this all right. So, Mark, you obviously liked it the best. Why don't you go ahead and say why you should get drunk and watch this with your buddies? Did I like it the best? No, you you did, Jack. D- is that not a thing you so were actually aware cut, of? Cut, did uh, you think? I, did I almost get you with that? Um, so, 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 so cut I, that look, shit. I was, I was pouring a new glass of wine. I uh, wasn't really paying that close <laughs> of attention. All right. Here's yes the Andy, reason. To, this, this, this is a good way to get drunk and watch this with your buddies because... This movie is close to the platonic ideal of background fodder. This Great. Is, you like this platonic yes. ideal thing. Yeah. yeah Perfect background about. fodder. It, I love it. It is. This is this is a movie that can be on at a party that you can look up and at any given point you're going to see either a really lazy jump scare that that lazy jump scares prompt a lot of discussion or you're going to see some fucking crazy nonsense like like voodoo doll backbreaking or well, you'd have to be paying attention during one second of the. Well, film. I'm saying whatever whatever second you're paying attention to, there's going to be something that's going to provoke discussion, and it's going to be pretty fun. Uh, yeah. And you never you you're never going to pay attention to this and be like, wait, what's going on? 
I go back. I need to know what's going on here. That's never a thing that's going to happen. Uh, you it's might a do that because party you movie. expect more of it. Ah, uh, no, you know, <laughs> you know, going in. Wait a minute. When did they? When did they develop like the story part of it? Has that <laughs> happened yet? Did I miss the story? Oh no, it just never happened. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's why it's perfect background fodder. All right. God damn it. Uh, Mark, is there any in your room? Uh, yeah. So we we look. We messed up all of the shipping addresses that happens from time to time. Colorado's close to Utah anyway, so we shipped him direct to my house. He's over here. Have fun with him, dude. Uh, dude, real workmanship. Ernie puts out is very toxic. The <laughs> the workmanship standard that was used to put this thing together is not up to code. I'll tell you that much. There's yeah, like you said, toxic smoke, heat. He 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 used a few very unacceptable phrases, frankly, <laughs> while I was talking to him earlier. Yeah. I yeah, fed the punch card in. I fed the punch card in, guys. Jake's right. You should not watch this movie with your buddies. I'm sorry. Uh, Ernie, well, you he fucking got bastard. Fixed. He actually got fixed. He then. actually so added He is me, broken. So he, he added, is totally broken. We can all me, agree he's totally broken. He he gave me an additional uh, index card that just says, instead, you should watch Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows. He prints oh, out index cards, does he? Yeah. God. Three by five. It's a new feature of Ernie. Yeah. They added that at the Mechatronics shop that we shipped him off to. They're big on three <laughs> by five cards. I hate this joke. I hate it. <laughs> it's a great joke. Fucking asshole. Fuck. Ernie works perfectly is what you should take Thanks, away from er- Thanks, Ernie. Hey, I really want to get out of here because I'm mad at everybody, including myself, but I feel yeah. like uh, we're... I don't even know what movie we're going to be watching next, so we should probably figure that well, because shit out. Because we're out, but out. We, also, we also did a thing, Jack. What was that thing? So, we told people... That if they reviewed us and sent us a picture of like one of the first five people to review us and, and send us the picture of the review, they get to pick a movie we're watching. So we're going to like round up here five movies uh, that people picked for us after having reviewed our podcast. And it didn't even have to be a good review. All right. So our first listener suggestion uh, movie we're going to review next is the 2009 movie The House of the Devil, which came in from a listener named John. Uh, so thank you, John. Thanks, we John. very much appreciate it. We'll Both be checking time. that out real soon. What's next? Next up, we got the Evil Dead, the remake from 2013. <laughs> that was fucking yeah. The I the remake because I don't know. I guess I guess we don't want to talk about the weird like CG moon overlay thing. That's like the worst effects in the history of film. Look in the original a square, look, different color black around black. Look, he was actively trying to hold us back from this, and we know it. <laughs> we, and, and who recommended that to us, Mark? Oh, that was Ty. Yeah, thank Thanks, you, Ty. Thanks, Ty. <laughs> Much obliged. God damn it. <laughs> we might double feature. I don't know. Yeah, what's coming up next, Jake? Uh, well, we got Green Room, which I'm super interested in seeing. That's coming from Wade. Yeah, fuck yeah. 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 Uh, next up is going to be uh, my actual sister, who recommended to us the original House on Haunted Hill. The original. Yeah, the original. Not, not the Owen Wilson joint. Not the Owen Wilson God joint. God damn it, Grace. Yeah, Again, yeah, might be really a double fucked feature. up on that one. Might yeah. be a double feature. We have some <laughs> double feature potential here. And uh, where are we ending up here? Uh, that's going to be Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which was brought to us by Lars. Yeah, friend of the show, Lars. Yeah, friend that guy sounds show. like an idiot. <laughs> wow. Well, full disclosure, he originally recommended Milo and Otis to us. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Um, so. it's, yep. it's a tumultuous wow. relationship that he has with the yeah. program. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are five movies. 
that we those, will be reviewing. Those are five movies. That's Seven if we want to do I double mean, features. Eight if we want we to include may or may not be doing double features. Who the fuck knows? But I, hey, guys, thank you for reviewing the podcast, for giving us a rating, and for just supporting us in general. You're giving us the next few movies we're going to be reviewing. As always, you want us to review something? Let us know. We are definitely open to it. We ready to get the fuck out of here? It feels like it, except I have a special message to Lars, who I know doesn't like listen this long, but hey, Lars, fuck you. Homeward bound over Milo and Otis all day, every day. That got weirdly personal. It's the official position of A to Z4. That got weirdly personal. It, as a beer opens, this has been episode 100 of the Woo! AZ Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to a tozhorror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That is Twitter, that is Facebook. Those links are right down there in the description below. Guys, you did a great job in giving us some movies to watch, but definitely keep it up. Give us some reviews, give us ratings, like the podcast, pick up that phone that you have and just share it with somebody, believe it or not, that helps a ton. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Super Bear just dropped a new track this week. Go head on over and listen to them. They're in the link right down there in the description below as well. I think you'll like what you hear. And uh, next week, we're going to be picking it up with John's recommendation. We're checking out House of the Devil. That's from 2009, and that's going to be coming at you really, really soon. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everyone. I feel like... Oh, well, that's not much better. Any song that Anne Murray has ever sung is a cover of something.